Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you. And don't forget to listen to this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. That's the cost a quarter now to listen to. Retro Rewind Podcast initialized. Mission identified. Uncle Buck, 1989. Co hosts online. Auditory analysis online. You got it for uh, however much you paid for. Exactly. And if you didn't pay anything, good on you. (laughs) Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we rewind back to movies and video games from 15 or more years ago, so that we can let you know whether they're still worth revisiting today. You can find the show notes for this episode at RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 81. There you can leave us a comment on the episode. You can find links to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. You can also find links to support us on Patreon and PayPal. Speaking of uh, Patreon, we'd like to say a very special thank you to our supporters who outfit, who gave the reflux capacitor a tune down so that whenever we power the capacitor down, it makes this sound like an explosion. It's like an anti-theft feature. Uh, but that was all provided by our patrons, Brian Keating, Two Dudes in the Nest, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, and a secret patron as well. Thank you guys so much for helping us. We're still working toward our goal of having all our media and web posting paid for, but uh, thank you so much for helping us with that. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad, designer, and don't drug dogs with drinking alcohol. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering where you are going with that. Uh, And I predicted that Uncle Buck would be a classic movie. I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co-host, Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers. Hi, Paul. Hi, Francisco. Are you feeling any better? Yes, better and better. Not quite 100%, but better and better. I hope you don't dip back down again. Me too. We'll see. We will see. Uh, My trivial question for you is, Uncle Buck is one of the first films to change the quote-unquote teenager's choice in music from rock to rap. Paul, what music did you listen to as a teen that you weren't listening to prior to that? Unless it just didn't know. shift at all. It, um, for the most part, didn't shift. I would li- I listen to a lot of uh, mix. I'd create my own mixtapes of all the songs that I liked before. Oh, nice. I guess I was listening to more rap then. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. Very cool. It took me a while to even like touch rap or hip hop. I I like some of it now, but it, I was like an oldies guy. Oh, yeah. Like yes. Motown and stuff. And then, then rock and roll, um, then more hip hop. Um, 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 um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. And uh, we don't have a guest host this time. It's just me and Paul going mano y mano. That's because Uncle Buck dr- scared him away with a screwdriver. Apparently, a screwdriver, or a, a hatchet, or a drill. Yeah. Um, wait, a screwdriver. Now, I was thinking it was an electric screwdriver, but it was. It oh, was, okay, it was gotcha, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so, Paul, since it's just you and I, will you please give Alice? I guess Alice is here too, but give her the course for this episode. Okay, Alice, let's have a round table discussion. I don't know how round it could be. Maybe it could be a square one this time, uh, or a I rectangle, pose, or a line. 
Let's get a really long t- <laughs> rectangle table and you sit on one end and I'll sit at the other. And then we'll get a string and cans between two cans and then we'll do we'll have it that way. We'll discuss you- uh Uncle Buck. <laughs> Can you pass the salt and the pepper? <laughs> uh yeah. No food from uh round table pizza yet. They're on my list still. But mm. uh then let's talk about what we've been up to lately on our new tubes and uh, see what announcements await for us. And feedback as well. Whoa. Whoa, but Alice, please find that target for us. Alert. Alert. Target located. Spoilers incoming. Engaging retro rewind reactor. Now on video cassette, John Candy is Uncle Buck. Buck, we have a problem with the kids. We're stuck for somebody to watch them. Oh, please, not that. Can we trust him? He's my brother, for God's sake. I won't let him get into that Satan stuff or any of the new chicks. I'll leave that for me. (laughs) I'm kidding, huh? He's crude. He's crass. But he's family. John Candy is Uncle Buck. Bring it home on video cassette from MCA Home Video. Bring home Uncle Buck on VHS, if you still have a VHS player, and bring home the memory mind melt synopsis. Buck is brought in by his brother and brother's wife to look after their kids, including their rebellious teen daughter and Macaulay Culkin, so that he won't be left home alone. A wink. Uh, Buck resists and looks after his own self as Buck and teen niece mentally and verbally spar for control as she makes worse decisions with her boyfriend. Buck learns not to be selfish and learns to love the kids and look out for them as he finds the teen girl walking in the night and they resolve their differences. Um, I think uh, one of us had that a bit wrong. Yes. Not going not gonna to name names. Oh, <laughs> it was Alice. Sure. Oh, that's what it was. Yes, Alice, of course. Okay, uh, Paul... <laughs> Um, whoever didn't technically get their memories right, can you please give us the technicals for how this movie was made? All right, Uncle Buck is a TV series that's coming out later. I this knew you were going to do that. 2016. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Uncle Buck that came out in theaters in 1989, August 16th in the U.S. of A. The, the good one. Well, I guess I haven't seen the TV, the but. Anyway, continue. It's a comedy directed by John Hughes and written by John Hughes. So it's good for him. Yeah. It stars John Candy and uh, pre-Home Alone Macaulay Culkin. And there's some other people in there you may or may <laughs> recognize. Uh, people, I know this is kind of obscure, but if you've seen the movie uh, Boy Could Fly, there's uh, Jay Underwood in here you would probably recognize in a very different role. Oh, okay. I have seen. So, it. Oh wait, oh, that's Bug, right? Yeah, that's why I recognize him. Oh <laughs> my gosh, I was like, why do I know that kid's face? Wait, so well? you've seen the boy who could? Yes, fly? we should put that on the we list. Should. Okay, yeah, you continue. I'm going to do it right now. Okay, the budget of this film was about fifteen million dollars, and it went on to gross almost eighty million dollars worldwide. Very well done. 
Wait, does it say how many uh, rentals? Oh, 30 million, over 30 million in rentals alone. Oh, well, that'll Double do it. <laughs> <laughs> cool, Paul. Thank you for those technicals. And now let's just get into the things we really, really liked about Uncle Buck. How he, you know, really won his way into our hearts, John Hughes style. Uh, let's start with or you. Did he? Or, well, I mean, we're ta- the, the, in the ways he did in this time. Oh. And then we'll talk about how he, like, cut those things cut out of our hearts no. with a spoon. Because no. it'll hurt more. Exactly. Okay. Um, one of the things that I liked early on, it's a, it's a short little scene, is the consecutive questions. Yes. Between him and, and little Macaulay. I thought that was great, but then I was like, I wish it would have lasted longer. I do too. It may have been, it may have gone as been as good. Yeah. Yeah. That's a probably good one. It leaves you wanting more. Exactly. That's a tricky balance. Apparently, um, reading IMDb again, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, John Candy had the lines above his head. So the Macaulay Culkin could read them quickly. So he oh. could just get them out quickly so that they could okay. go have that back and forth. Just interesting. Nice. But I mean, that makes sense. The kids would probably have trouble retaining all that. Yeah. But cool. That's cool. Uh, something I really liked Macaulay Culkin's character in general. Of all the kids, I enjoyed him the most. Yeah. Um, I think I, I was him, then Maisie, then uh, Tia. But, the um, rebellious teenager. <laughs> Yeah, huh? I wonder would it, would I like her given Joe's past? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about her later. Okay. <laughs> um, but I'm curious. Uh, so it sounds like you thought Buck was didn't like the kids at first. Were you surprised that? Uh, to me, he seemed like he is really protective and wanted to help out yes. with the family. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised rewatching it how quickly he was. Um, Look, I'm here for the kids. Yeah, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I remember him being selfish because I remember him thinking, okay, I need to take them. I like taking them to the bowling alley with his guys, you know, oh, and take yeah. wanting to take them to the racehorses, mm-hmm. you know, for his, um, you know, those kind of things popped up in my head as remembering because I haven't seen this in years. Yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. he's still s- stuck in that life. So he's... He, he's not really there for the kids as much, you know, mm-hmm. but so I, I was delighted to see that he was right there for the kids as soon as possible. Yeah. And I loved that. I, I love that aspect of him. I like that. He was so protective of all the kids, like, like yeah. getting the clown out of there. Like I, yeah. in that scene, particularly, I was thinking how, um, how the kids parents, I almost get the sense that they would have just let the clown come in and not confronted him. So I was so glad that he was there to just like <laughs> hit the road, Jack. Um, yeah. So uh, I yeah. I really liked his his uh, his care for his family. Yeah, I I I figured in my head, kind of similar that the parents would be so busy they wouldn't notice oh, if yeah. the clown was that that way or not. A good point. Yeah. Um, what's something else you like though? Oh, the mailbox scene I thought was hilarious where he's little Macaulay's looking out of the mailbox oh, waiting yes, for yes, the yes. lady to come in <laughs> and the timing between. 
And then you see the three guys that that's clearly that's his imagination later. You kind of put it together. Yeah. And then, (laughs) but just the timing of that, I thought was really Mm -hmm. well done. And that, uh, he, he, I love that he asked for ID and then he's like, can you check it out? She's like, (laughs) that was, that was fun. Um, I liked something else I liked, sort of on par with that, was just the physical comedy in this movie. I felt like, yeah. so I I felt like I was expecting something to happen. Like, I had seen this before. Like, yeah, yeah, he drops a plate. Like, oh, when he first gets to the house and he's messing with the plates, I'm like, oh, this is going to go badly. He's going to drop it and it's going to break. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. That's, I guess that'll be funny. But then it drops and he picks it up. I was like, oh, indestructible. And he smashes it and it totally shattered. <laughs> Yeah, it's a new take on an old gag. Exactly, and then the dishes dropping at the end. I did not remember that at all. It totally like, oh yeah, that was like ah, that was good, good laugh. Uh, So, uh, was it? Were there any scenes like that that you took away as being really funny? Um, the yeah the 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 plate scene you. Something to do with. Sorry, no. <laughs> I was trying to think something with the car backfiring. I thought it was kind. I thought it was cool in the way that, like, oh, people were kind of scared of it. Mm-hmm. But it's also unrealistic, you know, that people would be like, oh, it's a gun sh- fire, you know, when the car is right there making the noise and the yeah. You know I mean? That's a good point, though. Though maybe they. I think if it maybe the first time they heard it, you don't expect a car to sound like that. So maybe they think someone's shooting from the car. Yeah, maybe. I don't don't know, know. but yeah, but I like the idea of it. You know what I mean? And I liked it, especially when he actually timed his movements to it. Like he was so in tune with the beast that, yeah, it was like, bam. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Um, See what else did I like? Uh, we mentioned Tia. Yeah, this is getting a little deeper in the the things I liked. Um, so I I did not like her character, or I didn't. I, no, that's let me say that I didn't like a lot of the stuff she did to mm-hmm. harm Buck, and especially with like his girlfriend and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But in those instances, and with some of her interactions with Bug. I really liked Bug, not Buck. Um, I really liked that they, John Hughes and the people making this film, held on her to show her regret and that she would, that she almost, she realized she was making poor choices or that she was struggling with her conscience. It it, it brought a whole nother dimension to her than just yeah. the rebellious teenager. I really appreciated that. Yeah, that, that was my next thing on my list is... Uh, her as an actor, I thought she did an amazing job mm. with just, I don't know how uh, she did. She pulled it off the typical teenage look where mm-hmm. it's kind of like indifferent or kind of, but not overly done. You know yeah. what I mean? That so many movies do it. It's either under or over, but mm-hmm. she nailed it. Oh, she absolutely. did such a, a, a great job. Jean Louisa Kelly is the actress name. I thought she, uh, it really stood out as a, a rebellious teenage. I don't know how she did it, but she was able to, those little glares and those little, like you said, it held on her. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, she is 
you can tell she is thinking and not in a nice way. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, not yeah. in like an overly done way. Yeah, exactly. I, so, I, you know, I didn't think about just the performance, but yeah, I thought her performance was really good. I, I John Candy's was good. Um, the the kids in general, I thought, were did really well as in terms of performance. Yeah, I thought all the actors did well, but especially her, because mm-hmm. that's hard to do. I or pull off something else that's hard to pull off is like I guess well not telling jokes but being funny just in your dialogue which I thought mm. I, I loved all, several of the lines of the one that I I wrote out as really <laughs> tickling me was the whole uh, uh, you ever heard of a tune up you ever heard of ritual killing <laughs> 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 um, I, I loved his dialogue especially when uh uh, Uncle Buck was interacting with Bug. I thought that was some of the 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 best because it was like, "Hey, I'm just here, friend. I have no crazy ideas going on in my head, but I really do because you can tell by the way I'm talking." I just, yeah, I I, I love that. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, one of the, and this is one of the things I almost made it my my classic maker, but the way he handles threats. Yes. You, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And to come back and and threaten the way it's very realistic because there's only so much that you could do as it against teenagers, you know, without but he has he's on the line mm-hmm. where it, they would really think twice before uh engaging in him or going yeah. against what. So I thought it was very especially when working with teenagers as you and I both have. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I got to hand it to John Hughes, the writer, <laughs> coming up with, with uh, realistic threats that, that really make, that would really make a teenager second guess, you know, coming back at, after him. Yeah. Especially someone who's like Bug, who's seemingly so confident. But yeah, yeah it, 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 there is something about how John Candy or Uncle Buck, that character just exudes like, this confidence and like you're not going to affect me, man. I I am an adult and I am know way more than you do. So yeah. watch out because I can make your life suck. Yeah, um, I mean, just without without no with, while also knowing that he really couldn't do too much without. Yeah, but he could like like the threats with Tia's like yeah he could. Walker to class in a row yep. every morning, or he could shave her head. <laughs> yeah, while she's sleeping. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, and that type of stuff would. I mean, you and me is like, yes. Yeah, so what? That's not that big a deal. But to kids, and I've been thinking about this. I, I don't know if it's just watching this movie or watching movies like it. I, I was just thinking the other day how, um, or well, just having my daughter, just the types of things that just get her so upset. I mean, mm. I, it's hard for me to, I, I do my best to remember it. In her, in her world, in her space, this is like the end of the world. This yeah. little thing, like a toy breaking or something like that. Yeah. Whereas from my perspective, it's like, it's not the end of the world by a long shot. Um, yeah. So it's just, it was interesting seeing that played out just at a, you know, years down the road in a movie of these things that oh my gosh you're so I'm so embarrassed like that's mm-hmm. going to like cripple your life or something but yeah 
So, uh, good, good insight, Paul. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any other insight? No, just my classic maker. Okay. I just have a few more things then before my classic maker. Something else I loved about, I think that came out of Buck having to face working with these kids, especially Tia, is that I love that he got to this point of when he he realized that his frustration about Tia, a lot of it had to do with frustration with himself. He says something like when he realizes that she's gone off and he's she's not going to watch the kids and he's contemplating taking her, he's muttering to himself, oh my gosh, she's grown, she should know better. And then he gets in the car and looks back at the kids and I think it dawns on him, he was really... He is talking to himself a lot of that. Like he should know better than to take these kids to a racetrack where underhand where it's not just about horses and colorful yeah. jockeys, it's about cheating and and just that he then becomes the grown up that Tia wasn't. I love that arc that he that sort of completion of his arc that okay, he is a grown up now. Um mm-hmm. because he realizes that these kids, his family, that he he has done a good job of protecting outwardly. He's now protecting. He's 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 like been in their space and protecting them in their space. Now he's decided to protect them in his space. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Cool. Uh, then the only other thing is, I thought the turning point relationally between Buck and Tia was really beautiful and felt really real when he he finds her on the street, um, walking, and they go back and. They have their talk in the car. I, I thought that was really touching and felt really authentic. Hmm. Yes and no. I'll, right. I'll talk more about that. Good yeah, conflict. The, <laughs> I do agree the conversation they had was was good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Then uh, let's go to your classic maker, Paul. What makes Uncle Buck really uncle buckly? <laughs> <laughs> the crap is this uh, well, the answer to that is John Candy himself. Uh, he is so likable and and is able to pull all this off mm-hmm. and really makes the film. I mean, it's one thing to be able to pull off everything that we said and hold the movie. You're the title character, you know, yeah. and come across as so likable. Mm-hmm. You just, I think he, he did a, a great job. Yeah, and I think he's the best part of it. Yeah. John Candy was my classic maker as well. I yeah, he he plays Buck so charmingly, or he's so charming. I feel, um, I yeah, I I I don't know how people like my wife are annoyed by John Candy, and at least in roles like this, I thought he was great. Uh, mm. but now let's speaking of uh, feedback, we got uh, one of them being from my lovely wife. Uh, let's go to our uh, feedback from Facebook. And we may have gotten some from Twitter. I think it was mainly Facebook this time. But uh, we'd love it if you joined our group by going to Retro Rewind, our Facebook group, by going to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash group. And there you can join our group. And we do lots of fun conversation. But we'll, we typically ask there first, hey, what are your memories of this next movie or video game that we're going to cover? And here's what some of you said. Uh, and some of these actually came from our Retro Rewind Podcast Facebook page, which is a little different, but nonetheless, here, here's what you guys had to say. Andy Lewis says, Do we have an Uncle Buck? Classic! Stop and watch it every time it's on. Very cool. 
Uh, Brian Hamilton spelled out Uncle Buck. So I'm not sure if you're doing a cheer, Brian, but if you are, I'll do U-N-C-L-E-B-U-C-K, Uncle Buck. So that's for you, Brian. Uh, He also (laughs) says, Uncle Buck is one of my faves. John Candy, Macaulay Culkin, and a guy named Bug. How can you go wrong? LOL. Uh, longtime listener Rachel Wunsch says pancakes, <laughs> and those pancakes that was a fun were scene. awesome. I wonder yeah. if you could really do that, make pancakes. I don't that big. without. No, it's too. I you can with great supervision. I mean, you have to look and make sure it's evenly cooked. Yeah, but, you know that's the the hard part. I guess if the griddle heated evenly, then you could the probably. Grill? Do, well, I said griddle, but yeah, isn't that isn't what it you, a grill? There's a grill, but it looked like a griddle. Okay. I don't know. Whatever the, he cooked on. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> um, uh, friend of the show, Ryan Jackson and Tim Imbo- Tim Ipoch both said, go downtown, have a rat, nod that thing off your face. Uh, and then Tim Which Ipo- I thought was a bit harsh. I understand she How was harsh she harsh. was? Yes. Yes. I felt I thought he stepped over the line on that. Well, we'll get to those things in a bit, Paul. Hold your Well, that's where I'm coming in. All right. I'm gonna say it right there. Fair enough. Uh and then Tim Mitbach also added a very funny movie, but I think I would give it a nostalgic. All right, cool. Uh thank you, Tim and Ryan. And By the Ray, way, I Rachel also predicted Brian nostalgic. Didn't say Good. I'm glad you're bringing it up now. <laughs> Uh, sorry, I forgot to ask you. Anyway, back to feedback <clears throat> about this movie. Sharon Powers, former guest host, says, I remember watching it on TV and really enjoying it. Been wanting to watch it again as I hardly recall anything other than John Candy's lovableness. As the <laughs> bird, right? Taking Bianca and uh, Bernard to Australia? <sighs> That's the rescuers down under Paul. Oh, we just covered that. That's weird. Yeah, in retrorewindpodcast.com slash 76. Oh, 76. Spaceballs is 52. That's an easy one to remember. All right. All right. Uh, Anyway, and then Sharon had a little bit more to add that I will include in our feedback section. Uh, Going on, Eric Purcell said, Uncle Buck is a classic through and through. I really enjoy the horror trailer somebody made for this. It actually lends itself quite well to the horror category, even though the actual movie wasn't even remotely horror-based. Well, yeah. except for the drill scene. Which, yeah. Yes, I would agree. It's <laughs> kind of horror-based. Uh, then uh, my lovely wife, Chrissy Reese, said, Enough of this guy in my FB feed. Uh, right. Because she's not so much a John Candy fan. So she got tired of seeing <laughs> that picture of him with the drill. Uh, then Eric Purcell countered by saying, you can never have enough candy in Facebook in a <laughs> Facebook news feed. I agree. Sweet. Three <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Divide. <laughs> nice, Paul. Good job. Uh, finally, Paul Stevenson said, My mom dropped me off on a date in fifth grade to see Uncle Buck. It's awesome. Still a movie I continue to watch. Nice. Awesome. Thank you, everyone, for adding your feedback to Uncle Buck. Now let's get to the things that 
we didn't like so much. Uh, AKA Christy time. No, just kidding. <laughs> uh, Paul, let's actually, I'll start. All right. All right. We'll let Christy start. <laughs> she actually didn't. She guy didn't, in the Facebook. She didn't watch this with me, so uh, she wouldn't have a. I mean, she could have an opinion. Anyway, let me get to the thing. She's I not know. here. She's not here, right. exactly. I really did not like Tia's scorn for her mom. Yeah. I guess if they set up more, I mean, we, we, she, from Tia, according to her, they're, they moved to, I think they're in Chicago because of their parents wanting to make more money. But yeah, I, I feel like just the, the repulsion she has for her mom, especially, I mean, her dad, some too, but her mom, it's ungrounded. It's, it feels ungrounded given what the movies told us in terms of story. So well, I really, the parent feels it's ungrounded no matter what. Well, yeah. <laughs> good point. So that really bothered me. Mm, yeah. Did, did it just seem natural for you? Um, it, it seemed more like a trope that it's a typical teenage, you know, who doesn't like their parents. Okay. It seemed more than that for me, but I, I can see how it, maybe it's just that. Well, I didn't like the kids swearing in this. Ah, um, uh, yeah. It, it also, but the kids swearing in this helped made the, the, how Tia didn't like her parents. Mm-hmm. to that level even more grounded it's kind of like a house of of cards pancakes no it's it's Heroes. not a happy home <laughs> yes <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it kind of went together mm-hmm. in my head it was so, that sort of it was a real sort of a real level of dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll meet you there. Yeah. And raise you, I really didn't like that mom the mom scorned for Buck. I mean, it sounds like oh. the only thing he did was when they he came over, he lit something on fire he wasn't supposed to in the barbecue, and all of a sudden she's like take him out of the wedding pictures and I, I, he's, I can't believe we had to trust him. And it's like, geez, lady there's, yeah, there's a lot more history. If she's, you know, bending the wedding picture behind, there's a lot more things that she doesn't really like about him. Now she also comes across as a over controlling tightwad. Yes. Indeed. Okay. So there's a lot that uncle buck could do that could really set her off. Oh, that's a good point. You know, because he's so laid back and she's not. Mm -hmm. And now she feels she has to trust him with her kids. Yeah. That's like, it's her worst nightmare. (laughs) Well, don't be so such a tight (laughs) (laughs) one, but that's her character. Yeah. And I'm sure there are people like that. I'm sure my wife would say I'm someone that's like that in er certain (laughs) areas. Uh, But we all can be in certain areas. Okay. But her overall character, I didn't, I didn't like, I guess. And it was just magnified by her not liking Buck so much when he's such a likable character to the audience. Uh, But we don't, we didn't witness their history. I, I understand that. But in the probably, con- he probably ruined their wedding, you know, according to her. Okay, you, you know, know what, what I mean? Maybe. 
<laughs> but in so much as the just what we get told from the movie perspective and the characters mm-hmm. we see in the movie, if I mean typically if you have someone like the hero, whoever is likes the hero the least is usually the villain. And I wouldn't classify her as a villain, but it makes mm-hmm. her very unlikable for me. Okay. Uh let's go back to you though. Anyone else thought, anyone in this movie that you found really unlikable? Well, I found kind of dumb. Okay, who was dumb? And that was the role of the music. <laughs> huh. Did the music stand out to you? It stood out as loud. Oh, I didn't notice the loudness, but I thought it just it was kind of dumb. Did you feel like it it didn't fit or what was dumb about it? It it just I didn't like I didn't care for it. Okay. During the credits and it's just like Oh, are you talking about the score or are you talking about the yes. soundtrack? Oh no, the score. I didn't notice the score at all now that you've mentioned it. I just noticed the soundtrack <laughs> part. It's like wild thing. Don't Oh, don't, I thought that was the best don't. part. Yes. <laughs> that, that one song. I, yes, I yes. want to get instrumental of that. That's really <laughs> cool, you know. But um, no, not the soundtrack. The I'm and I'm trying to find out who did the score okay. um, as we're talking. Go for it, yeah. But um, I I thought it was n- more than just from what I could tell by Ira Newborn was the music uh, composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was less than average. Okay, that's fair. I, given that I didn't notice it, I I honestly didn't Which realize it was a score. good thing. Yeah, you know, because you know, it it kind of moves it moves the movie along in a way you're not even noticing, which is good. But for me, I noticed it here and there, and it was like this is, and maybe I'm coming from a more sophisticated time. <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't jive well. Why wasn't me. this John Williams? I don't understand. Everything yeah. should be John Williams because I love him so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially in this time period. All right, all right, fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, thank you for bringing that up because it totally dawns on me that I did not notice this, the score at all. Um, I feel like I remember a little bit of it at the very end, um, which I'll talk about soon. Uh, but before I get there, I felt like the whole, I, I, okay. I love that he had bug in the trunk. I honestly had forgotten what happened with bug. I, I didn't know that he put him in the trunk and essentially kidnapped him. Uh, yeah. But, and then I love that sort of Tia gets a little vengeance by like laughing maniacally with the drill. But then it sort of, I felt like it went on a bit too much, especially when they got to the point where he's like hitting golf balls and hitting them. That seemed exactly. Yeah. That seemed like it went on too long and it was a bit too over the top. Yeah, I agree. And that was my next point. And when he says, like, I'm going to sue you, and I was like, that's a very good point. Yeah. Not a kidnapping. And mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, first of all, Buck, what are you going to sue him for? He doesn't have any. True, yeah. You know? And that's probably like, ah, who cares? <laughs> yeah. But what is all, then I'm thinking, well, what is he teaching Tia? You know? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a good point. But yeah, I thought it was it was too over the top as yeah. well. Yeah, I guess I I would have liked if he just ran off without yeah, no like one's saying good, that good with golf balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then and sort of like left off the whole suing thing because then I wanted a resolution of okay, okay, how Buck, how are you going to get out of him suing his dad suing yeah. you? Yeah, it sort yeah. of left me like, oh, what's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 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 so that's something I didn't like. Uh, do you have a few more before your tragic maker? Just my tragic. All right. I have 
just one more than my tragic maker as well. And that's <sighs> Marcy's character just seems <sighs> I get I know why she was there to create a little bit of conflict between Buck and Terry. What was his girlfriend's name, do you recall? Teresa? All I remember is Mickey and Minnie. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know, but I know the actress. I could picture her face. She's yeah. through the mailbox. Yeah. yeah I yeah. don't. Shanice? Shanice. Thank you. Good yeah, job. Well, I don't know why. Amy Madigan. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking T names. Okay. Shanice. Uh, I, I know Marcy, the neighbor lady who's apparently yeah. going out for desperate housewives or something. I know why she was there. <laughs> Lori Metcalf, which I thought she did a good job. Uh, well, but yeah. I felt like it was okay. Over the top. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I want to say over the top. Again. I, I'm saying that way too much. Uh, okay. But I felt like her character. Who? Marcy's. The neighbor or? The, the neighbor. Sharice. I oh, thought Shanice did fine. I, I liked her character. Oh, I guess. Okay, this is kind of shallow for me. I think I can understand why Shanice, maybe having getting to know Buck, um, would want to date him, be in a relationship with him. Uh, John Candy doesn't strike me as the most attractive man to just a complete stranger. So I guess I didn't buy that she's like all over him or wanting to be with him all of a sudden. She's a desperate house. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, she said she was getting ready for who? The milkman or the package? The, oh, yeah. The, she didn't yeah. say UPS man, but yeah, like something like something that. Something to that. Yeah. 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 <sighs> anyway, so that just bothered me. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what's your tragic maker, Paul? What did you hate most about Uncle Buck? I thought it was too convenient, and this is for the plot, that the bug, the boyfriend, the bug. <laughs> well, that's his name. Nat bug. Hmm. <laughs> the fact that they would get in a fight or whatever, and she would be walking home and he would, and the boyfriend would be out with another girl. It just was too convenient to go along with, Oh, you were right. You know, for that to happen in uh -huh. such a short time. Like for is, her, for Tia to realize that Buck was right? Or I guess which it, parts? For, for Tia and Bug to have a falling out as quick as they did mm -hmm. over, I guess, because he pressured her physically. Yeah. Okay. That's, let's, that's the implication. Yeah. Right. It's just so convenient for the the plot of like, oh, see, Uncle Buck was right. He said that this would happen. And because usually in a relationship, it takes a long time to break apart, you know? That's a good Rather point. Than, hmm. Then, and then, I mean, yes, it resolved their relationship. And because that happens so quickly, then the daughter and mother can talk. You know, because it's knocking down walls that the teenager has been building up, but it was just way too fast and convenient for real life. 
Hmm. You know what I mean? I, that it, it kind of put me on like, a, okay, this is a, it's almost like an after school special kind of, of uh, message. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. I honestly feel like my tragic maker is very akin to yours, but it's on the relationship you just mentioned. I felt it was too easy between Tia and her mom. That whole hug and at the end and the line, it's going to be real different. I'm like, I'm sorry. No, things don't magically resolve like that. Thank you very much. It's just... With it, a hug. <laughs> it just... Make everything better. <laughs> it felt... They haven't hugged in 10 years. You said it was too easy, the whole, like, her separating from Bug. And I understand that. I think you're right. Yeah. Relationships take longer than that to dissolve. Yeah. Um, Unless he was just completely, like, just flipped or something. And I, I could see her not being with him if he like completely flipped like and just became physically abusive or which does happen but it's too convenient yeah. you know what I, I, the timing was you know what you know what i mean and it's too convenient for her to just be magically better with her mom i understand if they right. maybe want to start right. she wants to engage like conversation talking with her but just to just to be all in hugging and her mom to not have any sort of hold, hold anything back. I mean, I guess I see that more from a mom's perspective that she'd be more willing to like get her daughter back. I, but sure, for you I think to she's always been trying. For you to promise that everything things are going to be real different. I'm sorry, you can't. And why promise that? And why? I mean, why would you even think that? I think you just. I think just leaving it as a hug would have been more impactful if you're um, going to go that route. I I disagree. I I mean, I Well, you're wrong. I'm sorry, Paul. They're going for the happy <laughs> ending and the only way to get a really happy ending is to be unrealistic. So I I felt <laughs> I felt you already get the, got the happy ending with with Tia and Buck resolving. I honestly felt like that was the better ending. I love that their resolution. I I think I I see what you're saying that her and Buck breaking up is a bit too easy to move the story along to that point, but I right. think once you get to that point that's that's the feel good ending in my at least in my mind maybe that's maybe that's a bit too specific and, as opposed to I, a, a, go, as opposed to ahead. a broader oh the mom and daughters are resolved which i think that appeals which more broadly I, I didn't take it as resolved but i took it as okay we're going to work towards resolving it i see to me it just seemed like they're magically resolved based oh, on her it. line it's going to be real different well, I, it's a start of a long process. That's why it's different. Maybe then you then the line needs to be something like, "I'm I'm glad you're back," or or something like. That's, that's different. That's too quick. <laughs> I'm not a writer, but I feel for me it was yes. I got what the if sense she said, <laughs> "Okay, let's let's work to." Resolve this. Uh, this will take a while, but let's work to resolve all this. I think you that wouldn't have played as well because it's really wordy. I okay, but something to that idea. I'm being a tight one. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but cool. Uh, right. So those are we've. I think we've entered all our firing information into the targeting computer, Alice. Do you have a firing solution for Uncle Buck? Firing solution complete. 
Do we rate John Candy's Uncle Buck, the movie, not the TV show, a classic? We'd recommend you see it whether or not you've seen it before. A nostalgic? We'd only recommend you'd watch it again if you have seen it before. Otherwise, probably not watch it again or not watch it. Or a tragic? We'd recommend if you haven't seen it, definitely don't see it. And if you have seen it before, just if you have good memories, just leave those memories alone. Don't rewatch this movie. Paul? How do you rate Uncle Buck? So I predicted nostalgic, and I went away thinking it's a classic. So I, if I would recommend it if you haven't seen it, it's not one of those where look if you haven't seen it, you have to go out right now and go watch it. Mm-hmm. But if it comes on and and it happens to come up and you're like, oh, should I watch it? I, I'd recommend giving it a shot. I think you might like it. Yeah, and you know what? I rate it a classic as well. As a little. As a little tiptoe or a little close to nostalgic on this one, just because, yeah. and I think that has to do with, like I mentioned last episode on the, on the jerk, how dated it feels. I think that may have something to do with it. It's a time period piece. I, sure. Okay. It's in the late eighties. It is in the very late eighties. Yes. Uh, but I, I certainly enjoyed watching it again. Uh, it's, I, I got a lot of laughs in it. I didn't fall asleep. Um, I think I, 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 I wouldn't say to my daughter, she has to see this, but if she wants to see it, I'd be like, sure, we can watch that. If she's like in her tweens or teens, given the language. Um, yeah, but don't I, get any ideas. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've, you've never heard these words at school. Well, oh. just the idea of the rebellions and stuff. Oh, oh yeah. That, yeah, that's funny. That didn't really, well, I guess I said, I didn't like Tia's. Tia's character for that, but that that's not why you would hide it from your kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, all right, cool. Then I guess. Oh, and one of one other qualifier. This wouldn't be a movie that I just would watch over and over again. I feel like you know, why put it on every once in a while? Or if it came on TV, it'd be a good movie uh, to to watch. Um, not something that I would put on over and over again, like. I don't know, like a Back to the Future, I'd put that on multiple times or Return of the Jedi or something like that. Mm, yeah. Uh, but with that, we have uh, the Retro Rewind podcast. Fortunately, we don't have a draw given there's only two of us. We recommend or we rate Uncle Buck a classic. Go and see this movie if you haven't seen it before and you're looking for a, a comedy. Uh, and if you haven't seen it before, put it on again. Now let's get to our new tube section. Uh, Alice, will you please find out if there's anything new on our tubals? New tube systems engaged. Paul, let's start with you. Since you're the only one here, <laughs> what's new on your tube? <laughs> Mine is a is TV it? show. Ah, I was hoping for an oil painting. Okay, a TV show. No, yeah, and that is the title is DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Hmm, Have okay. you heard about this? I've heard I've heard one review of someone that did not like it, so go for it. Oh, I see, and I've heard um the past couple months, I've heard a lot of good things. Of, like people really excited about it coming uh-huh. out. Uh-huh. And um and so I watched it not really knowing what it was about. Okay. And so it's basically it's kind of like a little 
it's not the Justice League, but it has here because it doesn't have Batman, Superman, and Flash and all that. But it mm-hmm. does have a lot of heroes like the Atom and Hawk Girl and Hawkman and Firestorm and um, some other people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a time traveler, so they go through time trying to correct, uh, basically, to stop one of the villains and to stop the new Fifty Two from happening. I wish, but <laughs> um, I I saw the first episode and really enjoyed it. Oh, and okay, cool. I hadn't, I haven't, I have yet to see Arrow and Flash and and Gotham and but or Supergirl or or Supergirl. But apparently, all the all these characters, mm-hmm. except for one, um, comes uh, from characters that. And the actors used in the Flash and Arrow. Okay. So if you're enjoying the series, you would I would recommend this. But I haven't seen that. I haven't seen those yet. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. And I watched the second episode. The it's called like Pilot Part Two or something. Okay. And I didn't enjoy it as much as the first. Mm. So um, I'm hoping that uh, you know more episodes. That I still I would still recommend it if you're into the superheroes kind of thing. I mm-hmm. would definitely uh, say give it a try. Okay, very cool. I'm I'm just curious. You had a, like an off comment that there's one person that's not among. Like, is it a new oh, he's hero a, or he's he's a time traveler from the future that collects these people and gives them the missions that they're on. Okay. Is he annoying like Jubilee new character or is he like a a legit he's, new character? He's a legit character. I'm just I'm totally trolling like Jubilee. Jubilee from is X-Men. not is not <laughs> Wasn't she invented just for the cartoon? Maybe I, I could be completely wrong. I thought she was invented strictly no. for the nineties cartoon. No, she was in there before the nineties cartoon. Then I recount Recant? Recant. <laughs> I recount my comments. Three, two, but, one. No, because like Harley Quinn, she was created just for the Batman cartoon. That's and right. Was, yes. And now, so you can't base that as like a not legit characters, just because they're made for TV. So my YouTube, uh, <laughs> sticking on the superhero theme, I finally saw Ant Man. Oh, and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. It's it's unfortunately it's one of those movies that you finally get to see it at home and you wish you had seen it when it is on the big the, screen. On the big screen. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um I really I, I just enjoyed it. A lot of unexpected humor. Uh Paul That's Rudd good. was really good in it. I felt like they said the S word a little too much. Other than that, I really liked it. That's cool. Yeah. But I'd recommend if you haven't seen it to see it, but turn your brain off because there are some things that don't make sense at all if you think about I, it. I watched, uh, um, this is, I guess, a PS new tube, uh, uh, film theory. Have you heard of that new tube, <laughs> that YouTube channel? I think I have. Okay. But it's, I haven't watched it. It's from the same guy I, that does game theory, which serve. Does a lot of scientific analysis of stuff in games, and now he's doing that same thing for movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he did a rundown of Ant Man, uh, essentially how oh. he's the most powerful Marvel superhero. But he breaks down like some of the things that why it doesn't make sense, especially toward the end of the movie. Yeah, but uh, so oh, I hate. Never mind. We won't go into the. the what I <laughs> are we going to go into? It? Yeah. 
Well, let's make our review of that. Yeah, well, sure. what we hey, liked and what we didn't. Here's like. what we'll do. Uh, we've been releasing pre and post shows for our patrons, so uh, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit in our post show. How about that? All right, it's got to be quick. Though. All right, fair enough. Because our listeners don't have time for everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so check out. It's called Heroes of Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow, Legends of Heroes DC's of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. And check out Ant-Man. Cool. The Let's movie. the movie, yes. <laughs> Is there a TV show of Ant-Man? Well, there's a comic book. Fair enough. Uh, let's move on. Alice, will you please bring up the communication satellites? Contact online. I don't think I've Receiving seen incoming transmission. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's action figures. <laughs> well, of course. Uh, but there are no action figures of our contact information. I should do that as a new tube, an action figure. That would yeah. be cool. Yeah, do an action figure. That would be awesome. Uh, well, that would be different, I should say. Uh, so we got some feedback on our Facebook page from Brian Hamilton. He sent us a message, which is really awesome. He sent, uh, he sent us this: "Truly, my favorite podcast. Been nice. listening, yeah, been listening for about a year or so. Just want to wow. let you know, I really appreciate what you do and look forward to more. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you totally. Thank you so much for taking the time to send that in. Brian is is totally lit up my day, and hopefully now Paul's." Uh, and then, uh, Sharon, so she included this, Sharon Powers, she included this in her, for, in her Uncle Buck feedback, but I broke oh, this yeah. out because this is about something else. Uh, she said, P.S., the fact that I thought you guys read Back to the Future 3 nostalgic instead of classic is a testament to what I meant when I said I endured the episode. She's commented previously that she oh, that's endured right. yeah. the episode. And you know what? I I thought I was like I thought we rated that a classic. So why did she think it was nostalgic? So I went back and just listened to that part, and yeah, it turned, and Katek, my brother, rated it tragic, and then Grizzly rated it nostalgic. So I could see listening back is like, oh my gosh, it is sort of headed toward nostalgic if you start out like that. Yeah. Uh, but fortunately, you and me were of one mind, and uh, brought brought the train up from. Uh, Clayton slash Eastwood slash Shonash Ravine, and it went went safely across to Classicville. All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> Not unscathed. <laughs> continuing on to our feedback from uh, Twitter at a Latina lawyer uh, sent us a surprise. You guys gloss over, and this is talking about our Star Wars episode. Oh, uh, I thought he said surprise. You got a lawsuit. <laughs> <No. laughs> that would be sad. Surprise you guys gloss uh who were the gloss over who were the writers for uh episodes five and six considered considering Caston Caston I think his name's Caston is a major influence that was missed in the prequel trilogy and he's back for uh Force Awakens. So he's like he was the main writer, I believe. Uh, and I looked him up and, he, uh, and, uh, Latina lawyer also, uh, in our Twitter back and forth conversation, he, uh, he sent me a link to, uh, 
about Lawrence Kasten. And yeah, he was apparently um, the screenwriter for uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And yeah, he he wasn't in the prequels at all. And in this, he talks about this in this uh, interview that a Latino lawyer sent me. Uh, and but he was a screenwriter for uh, Force Awakens, so it's cool that you sort of see more of the flavoring that you see in episode six, uh, five, and six in episode one of the seven. Screenwriters, yes, one of the screenwriters, Al- yes. Also, also, that was a brief review over three movies. We can't cover everything. Well, that's a yeah. good point. <laughs> How dare we not dive deep into every single one? Jeez. Oh man! But but a Latino lawyer also added, "OMG! Just saw the Retro Rewind podcast. The next one is about the jerk. Love that movie. Those poor cans. Don't read notes in the bath, friends. <laughs> so yeah. I believe that that tweet came out after we had already recorded. That's why I wasn't part of that. But thank you for adding to or giving us more feedback about the jerk episode. Uh, a Latino lawyer." Then our Twitter friend Rob uh, said he requested that Paul and I add dead men don't wear plaid to the list. Unfortunately, neither Paul nor I have seen dead men don't wear plaid, though after seeing the, the cover for it, I believe I have seen parts of that movie, but I have not seen the whole thing. Uh, yeah, it is a Steve Martin movie like The Jerk. but And also uh, a Carl Reiner movie. Oh. oh, speaking of which. Yes. Sorry. No, that's fine. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> now I have to know. It's uh, about the next episode. Okay, we'll find out more later. Uh, um, but uh, I'm going to try to see, seek that out because it's a PG movie as opposed to the R, so it may be less on language and stuff. But uh, it was back in the day when PG was good point. PG-13. <laughs> yeah, because Uncle Buck was PG and it had lots of cursing. Uh, anyway. Not as much as Goonies, though. Classic. Okay. <laughs> anyway, and Rob also asked if we'd seen, me or Paul, had seen Gleaming the Cube with Christian Slater, and I had not. It's apparently a, I no, guess, a late 80s, early 90s skateboard movie where Christian Slater, Christian Slater's a skateboard, and no, I had never seen it. But, I have seen The Wizard. And I've seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Both we covered. Both we have covered. Find those episodes. <laughs> Uh, so if you want to leave us feedback on this episode or any, the, bless, the best places to do that are on our the comment section for the show notes page for this episode, which would be, again, RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 81. Or again, go to our Facebook group page. And thank you for all that feedback. A couple of show announcements. Uh, again, always go back to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash CastYourVote to vote in the movies you want us to cover. Uh, the Ooh, next, what are the next five? The next five currently are, let me bring that up real quick. Uh, so if we close voting today, it'd be War Games is number one. Oh, nice. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Wow. Oh, come on. We have to do Terminator before Terminator 2, right? We're, Did we're, we make that amendment we're or no? Talk, we're we, we might okay, we'll do that. We're, talk. we're talking about that. All right, all right. Then we're so, some other Bob movie is next. I don't know. Oh, um, Veggie <laughs> If only. Uh, followed by The Rock, and then Son-in-Law is number five now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Another Pauly Shore. Uh, so that's one of I haven't seen it in years. I haven't seen that in years either. 
Uh, then hold up. <laughs> one <laughs> one other announcement: we recently launched a Teespring campaign. So we're releasing What's that. That is, uh, we created uh, some T-shirts and a hoodie. Uh, yes, that you can if you we're essentially raising money to buy some software to make editing the podcast a little more streamlined. I I've, I used a trial version of it and loved it, um, but then we don't have money to pay for the full version. So um, so I'd love to get that. And if we earn enough, we I'd love to invest in a new mixer to allow mm. for the audio capturing to be a bit more streamlined as well. Uh, right nice. now, I'm doing this kind of kludgy method to get Paul in here from SoCal, uh, but uh, I'd love to Mac make Iba. that. <laughs> I'd love, to, yeah. I got some some gum here stuck to aluminum Duct foil. It, it works for what it is, but I'd like to make it a little nicer. The uh, professor on Gilligan's Island would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so go to retrorewindpodcast.com/store. And that it will take you over to where you can get our uh, t-shirts and hoodies. There's a, a unisex t-shirt, there's a hoodie, and there's a women's uh, t-shirt as well. Um, about three colors per. And uh, yeah, so go check those out and support the show and have some a cool shirt. Um, yeah. So thank you so much, everyone. And uh, do, it, do, it. do it. Check it out. Now, before we get back to Nab Point Omega... Paul, take it away. Next time we'll be going back to the year 1992 for a few good men, if they're still there. But until then, you can find us on theretrojunkies.com. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Support us through Patreon, PayPal, and follow us on Twitter, Pinterest, Instagram, and Facebook. But if you want to find me specifically, you can go to pauljpowers.com. Thank you, Paul. Thank you for being for being an awesome friend, co-host, an awesome human being, and I hope one day you get an action figure of your own. Oh, that would be sweet. (laughs) Uh, You can find me, Francisco, on Twitter as well. I'm, or on Twitter, I'm at FXRUIZX, though if you want to er interact with me, I'm more um, live, or check at RetroRewindCast more frequently. So that's a better place to get in contact with me. And I want to promote my services as a web and graphic designer. Check out my portfolio at fxrdesign.com. So thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate you, whether you're you're just a first-time listener or you've been subscribing for a while, if you're supporting this show via Patreon and PayPal, or you're just sharing the podcast with your friends. We thank you so much. Uh, but like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind Mission Complete Proceed to Nap Point Omega And return to base Give me a hug, Paul Give me a hug it's going to be real different. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought you were doing Dr. Evil with Scotty. Give me a oh, hug. Give me a hug. <laughs> I'm hip. I'm cool. Exactly. <laughs>